Welcome to the Everything Music Ed podcast. I'm your host, Tom Borning. In this podcast, you'll hear from teachers, musicians, and others about their experiences in learning and teaching music. Today we talk to Vinnie Macrina, a true living legend from the Brockton public school system. He taught there for 49 years, yeah, 49, and his bands were unbelievable. His concert band and jazz band were top of the state, and whenever they traveled, they were top when they did that too. We talked about all the fabulous musicians that he's taught, his high expectations and how his bands got to be so good. We talked about teachers these days and kids these days and teachers unions and so much more. I could have talked to him for five hours and I hope you enjoy listening to Vinnie Macrina as much as I enjoyed interviewing him. Did you guys lose a ton of people during COVID or what? We didn't lose teachers. Um... We actually, in our area, we end up hiring teachers because um, one of the things, the, the way the way that um, um, we lost we we lost a couple due to uh, you know uh, retirements and but trying to hire people and trying to hire good people, not that many people out there. Right. There's a lot of people there, but there's a lot of people there, and, and I really don't believe that the college is. I think everybody's in cahoots with that. A lot of colleges are not training these kids for, for reality, mm. for reality. But, you know, they some of them have really come, and they're coming in, they're very young, yep. but, but just they have a problem just coming on time. I think the problem the problem today with these kids is they get away. There's you know back in our days, they you know you had a certain guidelines and just like at home you had. You had structure at home. You, you know, when my mother told me to come home at ten o'clock, you were home at ten. You know, yeah. it was one of these things. It was rules, regulations, school starts. You, and then you know, you, my, my mom would always say, "Well, don't go and tell us something, you know, to somebody to do when you don't do it yourself." So how can you tell your kids to be on time when you're always late? Yeah, sure. You know, send examples like that. You know, um, and uh, there's no consequences. They, yep. they they don't nobody gets fired, nobody you you if you speak to them dear God you gotta have six lawyers right yeah, yeah. Um, and they adults adults just like kids I mean they can act like kids you know and there's always somebody else's fault oh yeah yes it is and they know yeah. they can get away with it you know years ago when I first started out there you you could be firing subordinations like you know if you you know if you kept on doing this they come hey listen you know. It was accountability, you know. Well, I had to do, you know. You want you're the one that wanted to live, you know, fifty miles away and commute. Yeah, that's your problem. You, yeah, that came not become our problem all the time. And but the unions are are, are screwing it. They're not doing their job either because they don't want to lose anything. And so yeah. lousy people stand there. Where's the equality? You yeah. know, I looked at it every time a union goes and backs up. A, a, a teacher that, you know, the administrations oh. administration is just say, listen, you got just certain rules, regular. You got to be on time. Okay, you got a problem, so we can bail you out. But don't 
put it on on over there. I think what is happening is every time you're trying to save somebody like that, you're slapping every great teacher yeah. that is around, whether it's a music teacher, an English teacher. Oh, yeah. And then these people see that and they get away. Well, why am I... But? Because when you think about it, teaching is really a moral thing. It comes down to a more of a moral thing, what you do in that room or when you're in that middle of that, that classroom. You know, are you prepared? My, my question that I always used to ask, would you want your kids in your class? Sure. That's what I always, you, I, I said, I don't want you to give me an answer. You know what I say? Yeah. But ask, I'm going to ask you this question. If you were teaching math and you were, the way you're teaching right now, would you want your kid, the way your class and the way you're prepared and your attitude, the whole combat, would you want your kid in that class? Yeah, sure. No, I I say this all the time because as much as I can understand the importance of the teach like the the union teachers union. Oh yeah. Okay. Like there's obviously like you know I don't I don't want I don't want my principal come in and be like hmm, man our budgets are superintendent or whoever come in and be like oh budgets are tight we can fire this morning guy and get someone in year one or two and save 30 40 grand or whatever you know that that's not right either but you know I also on the same thing if there's a teacher who's been teaching 26 years like me and they suck <laughs> I think they should be. It should be easier to get rid of that person, or at least kick him in the butt a little bit, so that they, you know, get reinvigorated as to why they began teaching in the first place. Like that, that just drives me up a wall, and and it ends up being what what I think Joe Public sees all the time is they see the teachers' union protecting these crappy teachers, That's and they right. don't know they don't see all the other stuff that actually is good that they yeah. do. Yeah. So I do. I feel like the teachers union ends up, you know, shooting themselves in the foot a lot, protecting these crappy teachers and people that don't deserve being protected. Well, I call you know I, I call them hypocrites because I said to somebody, don't ever come and tell me you got your ear for with the we're for the children, we're for the children, we're for the children. Yeah. I said this person that I was happy to hear, the kids don't even want to go to class. Yeah. They don't want to go to class. Because it's so bad. And it isn't because, you know, um, it's just preparation in a classroom. If you, I always say this, if you paid, if you paid somebody, if you come in every single day, so on at the end of the year, I'm going to give you this much money. If you come down this minute, I'll give you this much money. If you got the, I'd be curious to see the, right. how many teachers do not take the day off because they just have a headache. Oh, right, they right. They don't want to go in. Sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. When you used to have to punch in, you were on time. Sure. Oh, the teacher came in. Oh, that's something. Did talking. you guys used to punch in? Years ago. Really? Basically, you had to go downstairs and report. You had to go down to the housemaster. I mean, at Broughton High School, you had to go downstairs and pull your slip out that you were there. Wow. Yeah. And they actually caught teachers doing it for somebody else. Ooh, and wow. they do that, and then, you know, the the the, the, the house the, the housemaster or the, the whatever it is out there goes yep. and talks to you. They get the union. Oh my god! Yeah. And then the union comes yep. over and oh, you know, she's been here. They give you all this shit stuff, and you know. So do you argue with that kid when they told him that reports due Monday, and then you, yeah, you, right. you give him an F? 
All right. Well, I'm here with Vinny Macrina. Vinny uh, is a recent retiree from Brockton Public Schools, and um, sort of. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna use. I don't. I don't like to use this word, but I'm gonna say it. Sort of a a music teaching legend in the state of Massachusetts, which is pretty cool. Um, and uh, so, how how long did you were you teaching in Brockton High School, or Brockton Schools, or Maybe you taught more than Brockton. I, I'm, no, I'm not I, I actually never went anyplace else. I did my student teaching in 1970 at uh, at Brockton High School. And it was just the, the new high school just got built. It was the first year. And um, I did my student teaching there. And uh, it was really kind of funny the way it, it happened because I was going back and forth to Boston, you know, getting my master's degree. And, um, and uh, so... Uh, one day I was in a room practicing. I used uh, I was playing uh, with a big band out of Bridgewater State College, and we had this, we, we, this uh, professor there built a, a Gannon, Vince Gannon. That guy, my memory's good. Um, and we had a great band, you know, people from all around the place. So I was practicing some stuff in this. Uh, in, in, yeah, and a couple of kids, I see their heads sticking out there. And and uh, and they're looking at me, and, and they says, "Come on in." I said, "Come on in." He goes, and the kid said to me, "What what are you playing? Yeah, what 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 is that?" I said, "Well, it's a it's this jazz group I belong to. I'm just uh, practice on and on and on." So to make a long story short, I said to them, "Why don't you come? We're doing a concert next week and so on." So they got wowed by the band. He goes, so they came up to me and says, "Why don't we have that?" I come, we don't have anything here. I, I don't know. I says, I'm, I'm just here to do my student teaching. Go ask the directors. It's over there. So they went out there, and the director goes, oh, we don't know what they're about jazz. You know, just, you know, it was all John Philip Sousa with those guys. Nothing wrong with John Philip Sousa. Sure. Get me wrong, you know. So um, so the kids go, he says, can we have something like this? So I said, yeah, yeah, I guess so. So I went to the oh, go ahead, what do you? I, I said to the teacher that was with me, he goes, what do you think? Right, if you want to do it, go right ahead. So I said, all right. So I looked around. I told him so once. He would, believe it or not, Gary Johnson was my first drummer. Oh my! Yeah, the son of Dick John. He was my first, my first drummer. And there was another kid who was also a first drummer. So I, we got enough people to play. So we learned five tunes, easy stuff, you know. And and the kids just absolutely loved it, you know. So so, so the drummer. Um, not Gary, but the other kid was the son of the chairman of the school board in Broughton High School <laughs> at that time. So he went home and he kept on talking about this band, you know, that, and he was practicing. So, uh, you know, we, the guy said to me, um, he said, at the end of the year, we're going to dedicate the gymnasium, which was the last building to be dedicated. So he says, can you come and play? I says, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know, uh, easy tunes, you know. I says, yeah, we can play three. My son is doing something like that. Said, can you just do it? So we went there. Well, they loved it and this and then so on. And he said to me, uh, are you on our staff? I said, well, no, no, not really. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm just getting my master's degree. He says, well, we'll we're, we're expanding. We'd like to expand the music program here in Brockton. Um, you know, there was all, we just came off double session at the old Brockton High School. So now, and he said, we need some here. He says, think about it. He said, we'll love to have you on our staff. And I went to uh, my father and I said to him, and I wanted to go on to, you know, thought about playing and all this and so on. So 
I said, Dad, I said, uh, what do you think? What do you think I should do? Do you think I should do this or this or take this job? My father broke in English. I still remember. He goes, take the job. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, Brockton, first of all, for people that don't know, Brockton High School is a very large school. Like, yeah. what, what's the size of Brockton? <clears throat> what's, what's, uh... The city? Or the high school? Yeah, the high school. Right now, right now, it's about forty-three, forty-two hundred people. Right. Yeah, we got true. we got to a point where actually fifty-seven hundred around 1977, 78, 79, and then it started slowing down a bit. It was like a huge boom. Wow. But we were we, we were graduated eleven, twelve hundred kids a class. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Back wow. In the, they, back in over there. So I started. In 1971, I started teaching at Broughton High School and never went any place. 1971, else. and you retired in two years ago. Two years ago, so 20, 2020. 20, right in yeah. time. Right at the end of, uh, <laughs> you know, at the end of with the COVID. And, oh, at the uh, end of it, it oh, awful, so awful. almost yeah. in time. I had a, I had a 71. Know. So 49. Wait, is that 49? Yeah, I'm doing yeah, math. About 49, oh yeah, my but, god! And I'm still helping out over there, so I can even still. I'm still there. You You're know, nuts. Just, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. That yeah. is that is incredible. Yeah. Never went anyplace else, and uh, I had an opportunity to, you know, really move, and I became director, uh, you know, and uh, so, but I continued doing the bands. Right. So I started the whole jazz program. As a matter of fact, wow. yeah, well, I started the whole jazz program up there, and actually, I was one of the initial people that started the whole Southeast District jazz ensemble with Les Fleshman I still remember we met in his kitchen from Canton Mass and there was another person I, uh, I think Davis uh, Dan Davis was over there who had he had like the coolest band because it was more like a big band dance type of stuff no it wasn't and we actually had our first jazz competitions in Canton oh, four wow. bands so myself uh, uh, Les Fleshman Dan Davis, and I can't remember there was a third for, for other people, and we had it over there. And then it, it started building up. So we were, I was one of the one of the founders. Wow. A lot of people don't know well, that. Well, your jazz band, I mean, that, well, let's fast forward fast forward many years to when I was in high school, and, and my first experience ever meeting Vinny, I was a senior in high school, so this would be 1992-93, and... You know, we go to Brockton High School is hosting the senior district on jazz auditions at the time. Yeah. And so I'm like, I see Vinny there a little bit talking up, you know. And so we do the auditions. And I probably don't have to tell you, but that district band, <laughs> that district band, Paul Alberta was a conductor. I'll never forget it. I could yeah. tell, tell you the program too, actually. Uh, but so... You know, the it was a standard big band, you know, five saxes, four trombones, five trumpets, full rhythm section. The Brockton High School Jazz Band had the lead alto, the lead tenor, the berry player, the drummer. Yeah. What year was this? This was 92-93. Yeah. Okay. We had 16, 16 people in that band. If I remember, ninety three, in the in the district in the band, district jazz band. Yeah, you had two. Uh, I I could I could I could I probably fix wrong, you up. You, I, so you had you had three. I know you had three, three trumpets, three saxes. You had three trumpets. Yeah, drummer. Two trombones and a drummer. Yeah. 
We, Maybe one other person. So I, ten. No, not sixty. About yeah. Ten. Yeah. Yeah. You had like half, either half nine, either nine to ten. Yeah. I'm uh, unbelievable. So yeah. like of the best people in southeastern Massachusetts, like nine or ten from that band. Yeah. So anyway, so then from there, you know, I'm I get really friendly with one of the trumpet players. Uh, I go to UMass, Kevin Delaney. Kevin, yeah. Yep, Kevin Delaney. And so, you know, and he's got all tapes of his high school performances, you know, and he plays me a recording of the Brockton High School band playing The Song Is, song you, is you and uh, uh, Time for a Change. That's the name. And um, Chameleon. Yeah, you had that. That was Grooving like a, your high. pops night. What was Grooving High? Grooving High. That's the one. Bit up. Jason McCool soloing on that. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Unbelievable. Like, man, some good players in that band. Right? Mike Nicoli on alto. Shay on Danny, tenor. Danny, Danny, Danny Shay. Yeah, a couple of trombones. Unbelievable. Players. Yeah, John yeah. Stevens on trombone. Yeah. Noonan was on drums. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I remember all those guys. And, uh, Man, so I heard that and I was like, what? And then he played me like a concert band. I want to see you guys did like Overture to Candide. And I was like, this is outrageous, yeah. man. So your bands are just outstanding and um, uh, just always so impressive. Um, and so what do you, what do you to, to get to that impressive level? Yeah. I mean, there's what, what do you what do you think is like, I'm sure it's like a perfect storm, but what do you... To, to get to a high level where you can play pieces like Overture to Candide or, right. you know, right. Rob McConnell's this or, you know, Time for a Change, oh, all God. that stuff. <laughs> how, like, what do you how, what do you think the big thing is or like big things is to, to be able to get your program up to that level? Well, we I had an opportunity to build it, okay, from day one. So I got... First, first of all, we pushed private lessons, okay? And believe it or not, you know, a lot of people have told me, they have called me a liar because uh, oh, you, there's no way your band can play like this. We practiced two and a half hours once a week on Thursday nights, and you can talk. The jazz band. The jazz band. Yeah. That's it. But expectation, what my, my idea is when you set lost the worst thing to it you know to progress is to set low standards and achieve it that's what i always tell the kids so think about that and i always put in higher standards i was not satisfied you know the enemy of excellence is good sure okay that's how i say and i always look i tell the kids up there why can't you not be an excellent player? Why are you getting satisfied for just good? And I drove that into their heads costly. Because we had a different kid back in those days who was not pre-computers, pre-phones, pre-social life, and so on, you know? And they, I built this, this thing that I said, every time you come here, you want to eliminate the lead trumpet player. <laughs> that's what I told him and that you I said why why you know I would say like why is Delaney still the lead trumpet don't you guys want to be lead trumpet players you know and it, I instilled this competition and it was the greatest thing that I've ever done I mean I was merciless to them but in a different way you know what I mean when I would I remember I, I, I'll tell you a story about Delaney he's doing a, that tune right now that tune was written for Doc Severinsen yeah I got a hold of that Doc Seven, he's playing, so he had to 
nailed a couple of top notes. So about two months before that, I started on him. I, I, and I would say, yeah, don't worry about the high notes. You can't get that. I said, <laughs> right? Now, knowing, knowing your students, you got to know your students, right? Well, I knew Kevin, okay? So reverse psychology. So I would say, yeah, don't, don't worry. And every week, what, don't, why are you doing it? What notes are going to make? Blah, 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 blah. Sure enough, we play the tune. And that, I call him that idiot. And I, I was in a loving manner. Not only did he play that notes, he screeched out that one on top of that, and he that comes off of that, and he gives me this dirty look. <laughs> he gives me this smirk, like, and I just laughed at him. I, you know, I got him. I got him going, He and he worked. It's not coming easy. I mean, I heard, you know, and I would give him an added little sting and dance. Well, you sound really, really, they think that's a really good sound. Jeez, wow, that's, that's you know. I, and I walk away and, and make him start thinking about, <laughs> I don't I don't respond to them. I'll make a comment and just walk away. But I we built that, and the kids were eating off each other. I yeah. mean, they got into sections. They, they were like this. That 93 band, and I've had excellent band, no question about it. In, in, in reality, to the program that we did, and the level of people who are playing professionally, some of those kids you're, you're, you're talking about, they're playing professionally right now, yeah. you know? And uh, so what, 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 what I did was it just meant everything. All, everything was aligned. A line to be a lot of seats. We had yeah. like 12, 13 seats in it, and it was just unbelievable. We do 15 charts. Our program was 15 charts. I got a recording on that here, and you know, from like I said, Chameleon, the song is uh, you know, the song is you, Children of Sanchez, not that, mm-hmm. not the yep. easy version. Yeah, um, we did, um, I, I, you know, Oliver. I, I, Oliver, remember that, remember that one? I think Chris Vidala Chris came. Vidala was solo. Yeah, he was yeah, our yeah. solo in there, yeah. Yep. And the guys took running back and forth with him. Oh, that was so, uh, that, my I, one and only love. Mm. Uh, it, it was twice. And, and then we Always up, Hey Jude. Hey Jude. Manus yeah, yeah, Ferguson, yeah, Hey Jude. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the idiots up, they almost passed out. All of them are Trump players trying <laughs> to... Uh, I loved it. And, and yeah. you know, I came in and when I got there... There was this thing. Well, I can't make it tonight. I got, I got to play this. I got. To, I'm in another group. I'm in. It wasn't that. And that when you got kids like dedicated to that, you can be the greatest teacher in the world. You know, uh, where you private lesson so on. If the kid doesn't go and 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 do their work, you know. And I and I, I I'm I'm honored. I mean that I could say that I actually, I've actually had a couple of kids playing totally professionally. And one of them is a this young lady. That's a principal trumpet play for the St. Louis Symphony, and John Dante is a principal trumpet play for the Singapore Symphony. And I, when I heard you hear these these kids in the in the fifth grade, I, I you know I did two cross, signs of the cross, and I said, "Yeah, you're, you're just gifted, man." Yeah. Just, and they went home. How many kids practice three hours a day when in a sixth grade? Right. Yeah. You know, that's that sort of stuff, and they did. Well, and, that, it's like that's a perfect storm with yeah. anything, like whether it be sports or music or anything that requires talent, right? There. There's, there's certain people, there's certain people where it's like they have a little bit of a get. Like you, as much as we want to shape someone's tone quality and sound and everything, we can't really, can't really teach that, you know. And like, you know, I have a kid right now in the sixth grade, and his last year in last year in fifth grade, he started beginner, first lesson. You know, I'm like, okay, if I can get kids out of there on the first first three pitches i'm feeling good kid comes back second lesson he's taught himself an entire yep. c scale yeah a cu- couple wrong fingers he yep. like played a third valve and like b one and three you know like just taught himself the scale oh, i thought it'd be neat to t- 
teach myself a scale. Already got an easy octave. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, this, I, I know the kid's going to be awesome. I mean, this year in sixth grade, he's just, he's outstanding. Right. And you just know, right? And so, but it's, it's unique where you get the kid that has the talent and then also is like, I want to be really good at this. I'm going to put in the time, you know, because, you know, there's lots of kids. It's like you have the talent and then they don't do anything with it. And you want to be like, you know, and I I say this to some of the kids. I'm like, look, this is like you're able to throw a 90 mile an hour fastball. And you're like, eh, I yeah. don't know if I want to check check out pitching. Yeah. Like what? Yeah. I, like, I don't yeah. even understand that. Yeah. I, w- I wish, you yeah. know. And um, yeah, I had a bassoon player like that my first year teaching high school. She made all nationals orchestra. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even sure she graduated high school. Yeah. I'm unbelievable. Wow. Like she could have went anywhere. Yeah. We the teachers I see today that the, the the teachers don't have that. Uh, when I watch, everybody's like laid back. Um, yeah, you know, once in a while you have to, hey, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, and here's the other thing too, that I, that whether I was at, you know, when I started, I, my first three years I was teaching in, the, in an elementary school, uh, four, five, and, four, five, and six. I used to do grade one and a half with those kids to two, okay? I, I used to, and I, I, I have recordings of being, you know, kids, my, my trumpet players in the fifth and sixth grade were popping high G's and A's. Yeah, but they went home practice. One of them was, a, one of them was a right tackle. Ended up being a right tackle for Brockton High School eventually, and he still played. Okay, they had that drive. I don't think the the kids have that drive, and 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 a lot of the teachers are, they're just mm, give me a little extra, you know. And it, I have a, a lot of kids have written to me, and the one thing that they always no kid has ever ever in all the years that I've had, whether with my bands and so on. Um, he said, "said you, you ruined my life because you were tough on me. He said, anything, he says, I'm still using. I said, don't ever stop. He says, because now I'm the boss. Because I always tell him, you know, especially the high school kids, I'll say, you know, someday you guys are going to be standing on this podium. And I don't mean just, you know, conducting. I'm talking about you're going to lead it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with a lazy guy like you? You're going to keep him? You know, you're a CEO, you own this company, this kid comes in late all the time, he's not prepared for you and so on. What are you going to do with him? And the one kid was funny, goes, would you hire, would you hire something? He goes, you know what, after listening, he said, I don't think I'll hire myself. <laughs> I, I, love, I love the truth. But, but going back, I never lied to the kids. In the elementary schools, I was tough as nails. You be here, and I, my thing was always this. You're not getting out of class to come over here and do nothing. So you've got to find that thing. What do you do? How do you control it? I says, I'm going to tell you once. Next time you do not do it, I'm going to send you right back. So that's in their heads. So if you want to get out of math class, back in those days, now it's, yeah. it's a problem. Uh, you know, he said, you're, you got to know whatever your assignment is. If it, this was to work on these five notes and you didn't, I send you right back because time on learning. And that way our parents could not get on your case because, well, wait a minute, you know, he's missing class. All right, and the teachers, I'm saying, and they, the teachers saw that they were a little kind of working together. Oh, so the kid, one kid used to say to me, you know, every time I went back to my, my teacher, my teacher going, you didn't practice this week, right? <laughs> and you're not, you don't play the concert if you don't know the music. You're not going to ruin. I always had this thing. I guess I guess it came back since I was dropped in this country, you know, came here. I I just got this 
drive to, I, I was on my own to achieve. I mean, I didn't stop playing trumpet until I was in the ninth grade. Senior senior year, I oh, made. Oh, wow. Senior year, I made first trumpets in, in Allstate. I worked, I gave up. I was doing four hours a day, you know, and uh, I was really working hard. I had a lot of catch up, but I mean, if you look at, I, I got my Schlossberg out there. Yeah. If you look hypothetically, the dates when I when I graduated and the dates that I was what I was doing, you know, um, it's still stamped by the teacher I, I I used to take it. But I I never lied to the kid. I made it made him responsible for it. You know, today you don't have that. You know, everybody blames everybody. Look what happened during um, uh, COVID. I and and I, I was doing a class. You know, still we stopped. They closed the school down in March of uh, of uh, I remember March thirteenth. I still remember that day, and I was still doing the band till the end of the year. And so I was on virtual and doing this and talking to them to give them things like I was told to do and so on. You know what? Even my good kids. I said to the seniors, I said, okay. This is just for you guys. Obviously, you're gonna not going to be here. But you, sophomores and juniors, here's your opportunity for you guys to do this. I sent them over there. They did nothing. They did absolutely. The, the senior class I saw the following year, and I reamed them. I thought you guys will be coming out here with chops coming out of your ears. No, they just, what did, I said, let's be honest here. You know, you know we, I try to teach honesty when I say to them, you, that sounded great, Tom. If it didn't sound great, I'm not going to tell you it sounded great because you're confusing the people. And the kid has to hear that that's awful playing. You know? And, you know, but, we, you know, we're all about feelings today. Nothing wrong with the feelings. They're going to have to get tough on them. You know, you can yell at the kids back in those days. They knew exactly what you were doing. Now, you know, you got to have a counseling every time you hear the word no. You know, and mothers come <laughs> over. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's yeah, a, yeah. It's the truth. Yeah, I mean, I had a mother come out there and telling me, you know, his her kid didn't show up in a parade, for instance. But I said we had a mate. You know, we you don't call, you don't do this. Well, we decided to go someplace else. But you also left a bunch of people hanging there. Well, so the mother proceeded, which she should never proceeded to do this. She says, "Well, I, I know you would miss him because he's fantastic," and I just looked at it and goes, "No, he's not." Now I, I tell that to people that go, "Oh my God, you still got a job." I did. And then I gave her my reason why I, I can't. Fantastic is a huge, you know, act, you know, wow, you know. So I said, he never takes his instrument home. And how many times I talked to him? Does he have another instrument at home? No, he doesn't. So I said, let me ask this question then. How does one become fantastic on anything when it doesn't work towards it? And I saw like she backed off a, a little bit. So I said, you mean those days when I first started Ted Trumpet, I'm doing two, three hours a day was a waste of time? I could have been fantastic with just putting a thing under the, under the bed. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, yeah, I, so she didn't want to, she did not, you know, she understood, but she just didn't want to give me sure. that, oh. that bit because, you know, you yell at the kid. I didn't yell at him. I just told him that he had made a commitment. That's a different story. Yeah. And people are counting on him. You know, kid was fine with it. But she came back and said, you know, you you were right. You were right. I said, well, you're not helping the kid. I said, ma'am, you, you know, single mother, you know, I can understand. I love the kids. But sometimes you, you know, whether you tough love, you got to talk. you got to tell them the truth. Because then they're going to go, wow. And then when they go hear somebody else, well, you're, sure. he was right. 
I said, when your mother tells you you're great, hug her. I say, tell them thank you. Or your grandmother tells you how great you are. Thank you, grandma, and so on. But when me, I tell you what, that you're really good, you should take the or how bad you are. Right, you sure. Know? Yeah. You don't hug me, though. I said, you can't hug me. I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Um, so tell me about your early music education yourself you where did where did you grow up i grew up in brockton wow, well saying, actually actually i was born in italy and yeah. then i came here when i was nine years old and you lived in so you literally you lived in Bro well yeah wow that's incredible you grew up in brockton then taught in brockton for that's incredible okay yeah. um place else wow so do you what do you remember about early music education for you well my father was a trumpet player but he wasn't really he was somebody that he was self-taught you know he played with those typical bands that you see in the movie the godfather you know yeah <laughs> back in me, the yeah. Me, 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 <laughs> everybody's me, me. Out, you know every, yeah everybody's <laughs> out they got horns that were still with, with scotch tape whatever they had yeah. scotch tape back in those days and anything to make a a, a little dollar but he he loved music. I mean, he was he really. If my father like had the opportunity that I had, he'd be a damn good player. Let's put it that way. But he did. He was actually a great tailor, my dad. And that's how we got here in Brockton because we were sponsored by my uncle, who was Brockton, oh, the twenties, thirties, and forties and fifties were the shoe capital of the world. Most shoes were made in the city of Brockton and tailoring than any place else. Hmm. I mean, really great, great stuff. So my my uncle was a cobbler, so they there was work for you know skill work on on he had plenty of work to come here. So he sponsored us, and back in those days, it was a little different on the immigration situation that we that we have today. You had to be sponsored by an American citizen, personal sponsor, and the person had to have a place and a job for you if you when you came over here. And which was great for everybody. I came here. I had family. You know, I had my my mother and father had a job. Uh, I had schooling, so there was directions. You know, it wasn't just. Did, did you speak English when you came here? No. Wow. No. Okay. My my bilingual my bilingual program were my friends in back of the room at one o'clock every day. <laughs> and, and now and now I joked around and when they go around and they would say to me and and, and it's funny because there were some Greek kids and there were some. Um, uh, there, there were some kids, you know, from different places. And believe it or not, they're all successful. Restaurateurs, judges, lawyers, all those guys who had really, but we got immersed right away, right away. My father used to say to me, we speak Italian here, outside we speak English. You know, hmm. you know that 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 thing here. So I didn't know. I, I I didn't have everything. So we joke around with the guys. Hey, we taught you speaking, and I say, hey, you guys really didn't do a good job. You know, because uh, once in a while when I really get going on, I I my little accent might pop up here, and there's some words I still can't pronounce correctly. You know, mm -hmm. my sister has a her accent's a little more because she was older. I was only nine oh, years old. Sure. So so we were ready. You know. Uh, to pick up so and then then uh, I said like I said I, I fell in love with baseball you know I, I was me in, too I don't yeah, know if in you the fourth that. grade yeah in the fourth grade um, I remember I had one year I had one year fourth grade I missed my entire fifth grade I was there 
but I didn't know what was going on. So basic math, whatever it was, it wasn't there until I got into the sixth grade. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and then I began to get like all my, believe it or not, all my math skill, I still multiply in Italian. Oh. Because when you're a little kid, it's when you learn all the stuff, you know, I still, I still divide all in Italian, you know, when it, when it do it, because those are the early, the early things you, you grasp everything. Um, and we just learned, I just learned by hanging around with the kids and I studied, I read, I read it here and, uh, my father used to try to teach me how to speak English, but he would do it all in broken English, you know, and the, sure. te and the teacher would say to me, Vinny, he says, Vincenzo, he used to say, that's not pronounced like that. I said, what do you mean? So my father will come on and he will say to me, okay, you ready? I, I teach you now, see? And he go, this is a book. This is a table. This is a chair. So I go, okay. So I, I will go around walk, talking like that, right? <laughs> so, so then I get to school and I, and, and my, I still miss Cobb. I, I still remember. No, no, Vincenzo. No, 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 no. It's this is a book. This is a chair. Oh, so I went back home. I said, Papa, I says, you're teaching me wrong. He said, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? This is the guy teaching me how to speak English. What are you talking about? It. I know how to speak in the English. I said, it's, it's the, the teacher said, this is a book. That's right. That's what I keep on telling you. <laughs> this is a book. This is a chair. That was my English. <laughs> so, so you so you didn't start trumpet though. You didn't you didn't start trumpet until ninth grade. And why was that? Well, my you know my father played in Italy. He didn't play here. You know, he, he, Lawrence Walk helped me a great deal because believe it or not, because I, he used to watch it. I used to see players. Which today, when was the last time on TV you see any performance? Like, well, what they call performance there? Where are the horns? Where's anybody? Okay, so the kids don't see it at an early age. How many people, went, really, they all laugh at Lawrence Walk, but how many people really study instruments back in those days because they saw actually a big band and the orchestras were on? You know, they, PBS doesn't do that anymore, for instance, for the, like those great things that, uh, because not that they, don't, they can't do it. Nobody's going to watch them. Right. You know, we're brought up with junk today, and this is what these kids know. You can't blame them. But it's funny that in school, they're one of the favorite pieces that I've, I've done, okay, with all these kids who listen to rap and so on, was Candide, okay, and Pageant by Vincent oh, Persichetti. Persichetti, yeah. That was their favorite piece. And, you know, some, you know, some of uh, 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 Alfred Reed stuff, oh, great yeah, stuff, right? Beautiful. They... But Candy, they wanted, they all wanted to take their first pot home. Okay, I said, all right, take them home. I got plenty of coffee. I mean, and I, I did it several They all wanted to do it each time, you know. But it's amazing how they grasped the literature. And a mother called me up. She said, Vinny, she said, who's Ca Stan Canton? <laughs> uh, who's this guy Stan Canton? And I said, well, what's up? That's all he's talking about now. He wants me to buy him CDs about Stan Canton. I don't. Re I didn't hear it. And some parents didn't know. Obviously, you know that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I gave. I. I, I told him you want to hear some playing. Go listen to Ken's West Side Story. Then you hear some mother playing. I said yeah, they were blown by it. I didn't yeah. think anybody could play this well. They used to kept on talking about it, you know. And so they were there. We brought up. You were brought up with that stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. And so wow, geez, you know, I we I had Ken at the high school. 
performing for for you know hey, back in those days. Mm. Hey, Ken uh, Count Basie. Uh, uh, we had Mangione. We had uh, uh, yeah Count Basie was, was the other guy. Woody Herman. Uh, there was a there was a uh, oh, well we had, wow. we had Mina Ferguson three times. Yeah, hey, trouble. Oh yeah. So I went to one of them. We were totally yep. exposed. Those kids were totally exposed. So that 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 was the drive also for the um, you know for the jazz band. You know, doing Hey Jude and oh my God, it was like a it was like a national anthem uh, for, sure. for for those kids kind of uh, do this. So uh, that, I just started. Just one day, I just decided. I'm gonna play trumpet. Wow! I don't know. And so, and so then you went full bore, obviously, because you were. Oh yeah. You I mean you got real good? So no, I was, I was putting hours, not, not, not time. I was. My unfortunate thing, I had a teacher that unfortunately uh, was not very good in tech in in putting down the basics, and I guess the reason that might have happened, you know, sometimes. You are become you become a good mechanic when you see a lot of broken stuff and then you know how to fix it. Sure. Right? And I think what happened having that problem with my embouchure, which when I went to the conservatory, I still remember um, the trumpet teacher there, Gauguin, saying to me, "I don't know who screwed you up." You know, he said he actually used a different word, but but that's awful. But there's a lot of talent here, and you were. And he said, "I I you've done what you did." Um, and you're just so he said we're gonna we're just on that idea I'm gonna take you on you know and I thought wow there's a kid you know they got 300 in his college boards and well, why because I couldn't do half that stuff you can expect it right and I went in there and, and uh, I, from that point on I you know I was up there so so when you went so when you applied I'm assuming yeah, yeah. Uh, you, were you thinking I'm gonna Boston Conservatory, correct? I went to Boston because I went to I wanted to go to education, and Boston Conservatory at that time had one of the top edu- concert, ed- I mean, uh, music education program. Oh, okay. It's the early seven. It's no, it was uh, yeah, I sixty nine, sixty nine, seventy. Yeah. Tell me, like Ed Nagiri was still was there when no, you? Were there. Oh, okay. I remember because <laughs> I, I when I I uh, I visited Boston Conservatory uh, when yeah. I was a senior in high school, and Ed Nagiri was there. She was pretty old then. Yeah, well, I tried. I mean, I auditioned for New England, and they said to me, you you know, we probably need your fist, but we'll accept you as a performance. I, I went, they were not in, they were trying to push me into the performance situation. You know, uh, I believe in destiny, I guess. Yeah. You know, you do things, you know, I mean, think about, if you think about my life, I was born in, across from, if you talk about destiny, uh, I actually... Uh, well, you know, one of the kids that was in that band, 93, was Steve Gennaros. Oh, yeah, I remember Steve. Remember Steve? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, is, yep. who unfortunately is blind now. Yep. You love Steve? Yep, I do. So the, the National Honor Society, for years and years and years, had asked me, so they wanted me to be a keynote speaker. And I kept on saying, ah, I can't do that. I can't do it. I screw up the English language. I said, I don't want to go out there and on and on. And the principal said to me, Vinnie, you got to do it one of these days. I said, what am I going to talk about? So she said, Let's talk about your stories, this, this, and that, and ah, I didn't want to, you know, I really, I, I just, I can read a score, I said, I can do it, I'm very comfortable in front of people, but it, so finally, she convinced me, and I went to a wedding, and Steve was there, and I saw his, his, his situation, and you know, sometimes you get this idea, I said, wow, destiny in life, bumps in life, obstacles in life, right, never know what's out there, right, 
I had a lot of bumps in life, you know. I mean, nothing, nothing that drastic, but coming to a different country, and, you know, and, and, and learn it, 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 there, there's a law. So I did it, and I did it based on, you know, where are you going to end up? And I, I said, look, you got the bumps here, I had the bumps here, and, and uh, I said, you come down here. I came from a hole in a wall in Italy. I come all the way, of all the places my father migrated was Brockton. Why not? Avon, New Jersey, right. yeah. you know, New York, all these places. And everything that I've done seems like to have a, a situation. I went out there and I ended up marrying someone who didn't even know who I, who I was, who lived, was born in Quincy, lived in Abington, and moved to Brockton. And we were in high school. We worked together next door to each other. Didn't even know it. Then she would come in back and forth, and then I got to know her. Then I, you know she was a she was a sophomore. I was a she was a sophomore. I was a I was a tenth grade senior actually. I was a senior, and we came back and forth, and we end up here. And, and I don't know. I I went to conservatory. And she goes, you know, we we dated, and. Uh, that's it. Fifty years later, here I am with her. That's incredible. I mean, when you think about that, right? All the things and all the steps that that that, that come to that. So with Steve, I talked about that over there, but I also talked about the obstacles in life that you face and so on. And I brought Steve in with Matt, his son, his brother, yep. who was the I know bass, Matt, player. bass player. He was the best player in '93. Mm -hmm. Matt was the bass player, oh, yeah, well, yeah. right? Yep. Uh, and then. He, Sean Noonan drove all the way. When I talk about those how tight those kids were, he drove all the way from New York to come to this thing because I wanted to feature Steve and use him as an example of bumps in life. And that's what I said to them. To the, the whole thing to the kids, talk about, and it was so funny because he's coming through the door on the side of the stage, and the first thing you see is a, a German Shepherd's head sticking sticking his head out there. And nobody knew he was coming out. They saw the instruments were there. So Steve, and there's Matt with Steve with the glasses and Dakota, he had the big Dakota, coming out, the tenor saxophone, the black glass, and, and everybody's looking, what, what, like, what is this all about? What is this all about, right? So we sat there, and I described, this young man was once in the jazz ensemble and the drive to overcome the stuff. He said, never knew that he's going to have what he did. But yet, nothing has stopped him. He's writing a book. He's getting his degree. He's gigging. He's over there. You talk about obstacles in life overcome. He you got. So I finished off, and then I said, great way to finish it off is in music, especially for him. And I, all of us, we had these kids together. So here's a tune by uh, Chuck Mangione, which pretty appropriate, give it all you got. So we opened up, took the flugelhorn, and we finished the evening. You know, uh, we finished that, that thing here with Steve out there. And it's funny, I had to watch the dog. He comes out, sits down, we throw all this reaction, he sits down, and then we're done, Steve goes back, Dakota gets up and goes right up here. That was a dry eye in that place. Mm, incredible. Yep, and Steve always, we talked about it. I mean, it, it, was, it was just unbelievable. And I really believe, I really believe in where, you know, look at all these things that happen. Yeah. You know, um, that I'm meeting you here. Yeah. Yeah.
you know. But uh, the thing of my idea coming here and landing and then getting the job, and I've never gone anyplace else. Oh, I've been tempted to go other places. I've been asked to go other places. Um, but I don't know. That was that was I that was the calling for me. And I'll tell you, forty nine years when they flew, they really absolutely flew. We had a, you know, I was really enthralled. I had great kids. We had great school system, and it's it, yeah. they, you know, for a big city, they supported the music programs like you would not believe. It. Sure, more than a lot of places you think. Yeah, that uh, yeah, we had a great run. We had a great. I mean, run. it's a. I, I mean, I feel like in a in a big city. You have to have you have to have outlets for kids. Yeah, you know, and music is a great one because you're automatically a member of a team, and not only are you a member of a team, but everybody's playing too. It's not like you know you're on the football field, except uh, on the football field there's only you know eleven guys out there on the, no at a time. Yeah, so it's like everybody's involved, you know, and so that you know that being said, you know, depending on the coach, uh, you know you. You know, everybody has a role. You know, on, in sports and or art or all those things, and having a having an outlet. So, I mean, music, if you think about it, is going to be more accepting. I mean, it's like it's not like, oh, sorry, our band's too big, you can't join. No, no, more, no. come on in, no, let's yeah, go. Yeah. You know, and, and we were able to do different levels also to to make sure that, you know, the kid, you know, you know how it's a promise when you've got such a, a yes. different level. What do you pick? You pick easy music, the kids in the bottom, and top kids, just guess what? They they can sight read. So we, we, we set up a different levels out there. So there was the typical concert band, and then was the advanced concert band. Now the advanced concert band, we went one step further, smaller, but higher lend, lend over there. So we gave, so when the kids, when our kids, Went someplace to college. I mean, I've always been proud that people say things like, you know, I, I remember a kid tried out for BC College one time in jazz band, and uh, he said, who'd you play for? He said, uh, uh, this is like 25, 26 years ago. He said, who'd you play? Well, I played with the Broughton High School Jazz Ensemble. And uh, you did? He said, you you played for Vinny? He just said, yeah. I says, not a problem. Okay, see you next. You know, I mean, that was... That was great. That would be like, okay, you went to Broughton High School for academically. Yeah, we, you know, we, we're, I was in the top days and so on. Okay, yeah. We had, that school put more kids, it still continues, put more kids in top Ivy League schools than I, uh, the surrounding town. I mean, one year in my concert band, I had four kids at Harvard. Oh, my. Four kids to Harvard. And one of them was a drummer, which was, I don't understand that. Ooh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> And he came, he came over there. I he, this kid came over there. I I just get around with him and goes, look at this, Mr. McCreda. What? What? He said, uh, he said, he, he said, look, I, I got into Harvard. He goes, no, you didn't. I said, no, you didn't. They don't know what they were doing. They're just giving you a break. It's yeah. all that is. No, I'm really smart. Well, you keep on thinking that, you know. Oh. I like I said, I joked joked around. Joked and then around. he and then he lost his acceptance letter. Like yeah. he was losing his music, right? <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, drummer, no. drummers love to lose their music. That's always the thing. No, I had, I, I've had a <laughs> yeah, I've had a chance to really work with some great, great kids, and not just good musicians. But the thing that I inspire, that I really feel good about, is that they, the kids that wanted to move on from music, they got a solid foundation. I mean, Absolutely. when you went to you know UMass, you guys went up there. I mean, you know some of the cats that have, and these kids are playing, you know. 
high, we're playing top-notch, top-pro charts uh, that not, they're not doing that anymore, you know. You remember? I remember we would be in competition with the jazz band in the early 70s, man. We, we got mother charts from, we, we do Buddy Rich stuff and so on. Now everybody's doing Belle Demarge, Belle, Belle Marge, whatever it is and the mm-hmm. stuff today. Eh, you know, I, I, I look at it in some of these charts that the eighth note, quarter note, eighth note rhythm wasn't invented. A lot of people could not write today. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't have. And so the kids are not that challenged. Uh, that's just the way, they, you know. The way yeah, they yeah, sure. No, it. I, I, uh, you know, I, I was at least fortunate. I had like a few really strong years. I remember fa- some of your guys up there. Yeah, some of your kids you had and, up there. And uh, you know, there was, it was my '04 jazz band. We yeah. played at the Allstate yeah, convention, and and that so I remember you had a pretty good lead trumpet player that. Oh yeah, but yeah. I mean, I had, I had, you know, a great lead trumpet. It was, it was a really, it was the whole. It was a perfect storm in Falmouth. You know, I had Leveda sending me kids. Yeah, yeah. And she was so great. All the kids loved her. She was like a second mom to all of them. Yeah. And she, you know, Joe. Yeah, Joe was so <laughs> good, Joe, right? Yeah. I mean, so so good. And and so you know, I was getting. So there was like one class of kids that she sent me. It was like, you know, for, for a smaller town like, like Falmouth that I'm in, and I think I had a, a, she sent me up a freshman class of like 50 kids, and I'm like, whoa, yeah. and this is great. And like half a dozen of the kids were really cool kids. Yeah. And so like band was sort of cool, you know? And so th- there was just a lot of kids that stuck See, with it that's, that were really that you, good. You just hit that, that stuff. That's the other stuff too. Um is I always, um, from the guy that I did my student teaching with that I had as a band director, I, I'm unfortunate I have to say that, I learned more what not to do than what to do. Sure. Okay? And some of the things I used to watch, the kids getting ri- ridiculed. Um, we had a situation, you know, someplace else where, you know, uh, that my kids were involved. And I, I would say, my God, I would never do that. I would never embarrass the kids. I would never do that. When our kids, I would not put a kid on stage. My band will not go on stage with me in front of it. Uh, you know, this good enough is, no, it's not good enough. It's I just build that from, from, from day one. And I think today, it's, it was cool. Like you, 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 yeah. you said we, we had when those jazz band jacket kids oh. going around that's Broughton High School. It wasn't like oh, you know, it was banded. No, they were they. The kids would come up and 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 it was a big. But they made it themselves. How proud they yeah. were and all that. And, and all the that jazz stuff. band jackets were like a Letterman jacket. You remember in that? Yeah, yeah. Sure. But 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 that's who they were. How attached they were to one, like we were it for a long time, you know. There was nothing else here. Like the thing I, I tell the kids today. So, which jackets do you wear? How many jackets you got? Meaning, it's a metaphor for okay, how many things you belong? Which one is your number one priority? So you wear this, you wear that, you want a jacket, but then you yeah, those kids would kill for it if something happened. Jack of all trades, master of none. Master of none. Yeah, that's what. That's why and. Let's get to district. You know, you and I both have done district, and Vinny, Vinny, and I both uh, judge trumpets at uh, district. Uh, so we hear all the best quotation fingers up in the air. Best trumpet players in southeastern Massachusetts. Yeah. There's some great ones. There's some good players. Yep. 
But in reality, too, like some of the guys we, I would say, that we had, these kids will be going against those kids. There's no way they would have made it. No. no way. No way they would they, they would have made it. I mean, those kids were screaming high notes. You know, if, if you want to appear, these kids play high A, and it's, it's it's a high note for them. You know, I mean, and they because there's just no drive to go the next step higher and higher. Like I said, it's good enough. Like like what I talk about Kevin before. You know, I my my thing about was to get him to uh, yeah. He worked hard over there. If I went to a kid today, they say, you know, I don't play that note up there. Goes go. He say, okay, okay. okay. I said to them, I just gave you as a trauma player the worst insult (laughs) that I could possibly give you, and you're okay with it? Oh, then he says to me, so you want me to go for it? No, never mind, I said. (laughs) No, what do you think think I want you to do? You got to love him. Yeah, Brian Brian graduated last year. Don't play that note, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, they all did. It was, you know, I, I well, look at Brian you know, Scanlon. I yeah. threw him out of my lessons. Yeah. I had, a, we, you know, but he was ahead. He didn't have the competition back in. So, you know, the young man was slacking off. So you use all kinds of sometimes a little lie, which doesn't hurt anybody, is okay. We got to a point where I realized what he wanted to do, okay, and uh, and he wasn't building his up to that thing. He up there and so on, right? But he had the stamina. Look what happened to him. He introduces me. This is the guy that kicked my ass to everybody, right? And finally, I said, you know, Brian? I said, I'm done. I says, you got too much talent to be wasting my time and your time. You really do, man. You could be like a mother player, okay? You're just not working hard enough. So if you don't want to go where you got, go, I'm tight. Now, this is after, this is all pre-planned, okay? Because some kid you can, you can, Talk to you understand. Once in a while, you know, the kid's got to hit the pole before you realize he's going too fast, okay? So I said to him, and I'm, you know, really, this is wasting my time and so on. Because I, I threatened before, but you got to figure, okay, now is the time. This is where he's going from towards the ninth grade. He was the, so I did, it goes. And he went home. And I smiled, we started, goes, what did you do? He says, you threw me out. <laughs> she goes, he goes, oh, he's he just joking around. No, I think he really meant it this time. No, no, And I said. So he and his mother got together, man. I goes, just play along with me until, okay, he needs this boot in the ass, I said. Okay. So on and on, on and on. No, no, no. I said, I'm telling you, no, no, I'm not going to do it. You know, you're not, you're not doing it. You got to do this. You know, you don't decide 20 years from now or whatever it is that you're going to start doing, they're necessary stuff that you have to do over there. Okay. So sure enough, after about three weeks, three or four weeks, I went that long. I said, okay, you're coming back to me. I promise you. I promise you that I'm, I'm going to work. I really am. But you understand why you're doing this. Not because I dislike you. You know that. I I know you're really, yeah, no kidding. So if you, I'm not tired of pushing you. So sure enough, we come back. We come back down here. Well, I'm taking you back only because I like your mother. I said, you know, and she supports you and all that stuff and up there. So he came back. From that moment on, that kid just went up. He yeah. really started putting yeah. his time in. He was doing. He's doing his exercises. You know, this and this and this and that. And and you know, he went to UMass and he's up there. Then he went to Florida State and look at him now today. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's, and every time he sees me, he doesn't mm-hmm. say you were hot on me. You know, you yeah. were, he says, this is, you know, unbelievable. I mean, I play, I played with him recently and I, I, I saw I'm, you guys. I'm floored. Oh, I'm floored. I'm floored by how, how good he, I mean, I, I played with him all the time in college too, Yeah, you know, Yeah. but, uh, 
You know, the first time I saw him, he did a. He was a, he was an old talent show in the in the uh, uh, in his elementary school. So he's playing. He plays something. I don't know what it was. And then all of a sudden, he jumps off the stage and he goes, "Ta-da!" <laughs> oh my God! Yes. From that point on, I used to call him Bam Bam. He's the oh bounce off thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I knew it right. He had. I mean, he wasn't afraid to get up there and and uh, and and I, I you know I talk about Kevin and I, and I talk about Brian, but there's a lot of the guys that you know they're still playing. You know, uh, yeah. deep. Wait, there's another guy. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, deep. You know, he but he was a computer smart guy, so that's why he ended up over here. But yep. he was another kid that, uh, that yeah. look look what he's done. And he's still I just played yeah. with him on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, Saturday. yeah, yeah. I yeah, just but see, whenever we went and performed. There was this attachment to the red shirts, yeah. The Steve Mass used to make fun of fun of it, because you know, Mr. Excitement. That's why he's called Stevie. We we laugh, we laugh with him a lot, um, and uh, the kids. That's they they were. He says, "I, Mike Nicoli." I said, "I heard you in the fifth grade, and for I I couldn't wait to get in that red shirt." So that's missing today. Yeah, you know that yeah. that drive. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And. Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough in my it's going to take a while. in my yeah. town. It's going to be really tough to to bring it back. It we at, at my level, it was during the remote thing. It was okay. I I at least I could have the way my schedule worked out. I had small group lessons via Zoom, and so I could actually have the kids play for me. I could play for them. You know, we wouldn't play together per se, but you know, you get the idea. And we had specific things that we work on, and it, okay. But at the junior high, you know, in seventh and eighth grade, they they had, you know, the entire band, a hundred something kids, were in one Zoom class all together once a week. Wow. Um, what yeah. can you do with that? That's impossible. So basically, that ru- that ruined the program, put a whole thing. So now it's like our high school band. You know, when I was at Falmouth High School and things were cooking. I want to say we had, you know, 140 kids, you know, and that's in a high school that's not even a thousand kids. And yeah. I had 140 kids in the band program. I was really proud of that. And, um, and it was like you say, it was like the kids were just dying to get into the wind ensemble, the top concert band and to get into the jazz yeah, band, the, the top band. It. And it's they like, had to work. It wasn't like a given that, no, you, no. you know what I mean? So, that was great. So then it just spurred on excellent. Oh, I guess I have to work harder to get into that band. Right. Now it's like the entire concert band at Falmouth High School is 30. And that's not two bands. That's the only concert band is 30. And then the yeah. jazz band, I think, has 12 to 15 kids in it this year. Like, I, I'm, it's, I'm so like, it kills me a little bit that I'm not, you know, but it's not, it's not necessarily a teacher's fault. There were some scheduling issues and obviously the whole COVID thing makes me want to cry a little bit but well, whatever <laughs> yeah yeah well it, it was it was a, a a devastating thing to everybody but i said to everyone now okay it's over you can be practicing now you can be better yeah. but i think what's happening today um parents parents are not paying paying attention to you know they're out every day they complain they're out every day and i said to one parent why does he have to do 72 million things you know, I, once again, Jack. You said jack of all trade. You know, I said we're just taking the music. While your son, he's and he wants to be a great trumpet player. You know, he, he's sitting around being this, this, and that. 
Some kid in Minnesota, the only thing he's got to do is milk the cow in the morning and at 7 o'clock at night. The rest of the time he's practicing the horn. How are you going to go against people like that? You can't. I mean, that is just kind of a joke, right, uh, uh, out there. You got, you know, and they don't look tough. My father said, my father said to me, okay, you want me to buy your trumpet? I said, yeah, okay, you're going to practice an hour a day. There were rules set up. All these people that, that have gone and done really well, you know, um, they practiced, they practiced every single day. You know, uh, and, and who was it? Their mother, and I had people that, that would come out and say, oh, yeah, she's like a tiger mother and so on. Do you want your kid to succeed or you want to have, you know, the kid, okay, you know, because everybody's great. Um, and, you know, my, 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 favorite, my favorite thing about uh, how this, those adjectives are used, right? I went to, a, my, when my daughter was in the eighth grade, I went to one of the uh, uh, talent show, right? So... I'm sitting there. I said to my wife, do I have to go to these things? <laughs> right. so, you critique these yeah, type I, of things oh, all yeah, day yeah. long. Well, you know, it was yeah. up there. So, <laughs> And I am dying. So well, I, I said to Jerry, so I, said, I said to my wife, let's sit in the middle. Okay, so I, I don't want to talk to anybody because, you know. So sure enough, no more do I say that. I say this elderly woman is nice, of course, and she yells across, oh, hi, Mr. McCrino, how are you? How are you doing? Fine. Oh, we do a follow you. So I said, hi, what are you doing over here? My grandson. Is he? Oh, that's great! I said, "What's he do? He's a piano player. He is fantastic." Uh, I said, "Great, good. I, I can't wait till you hear him. Maybe you can give me some feedback." Mm. Oh no! So she sits me right next to me, right, and 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 I, and I said to my wife, "I'm not gonna like this. I'm not gonna like." So sure enough, right, the, the one actor and so on. So the kid comes out, and now we have so so and so who's going to perform on the piano. And the lady looks at me, she goes, that's my grandson. Oh, great, right. So the, the kid comes down, he's got a lot of movements ready to go. I, I, I thought maybe I'm gonna hear a little rock modern off beginning of a little rock cheers, all right? I'm hearing this. Do, 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 now, now, now I'm starting moving around, and my wife pinches me just right here, you know. And the grand, I look over there, and the grandmother's bumping her head. That kid for one solid minute and a half. That's all he did. Over and over and over and over again. The first five bars are in the mood, right? You wanted to go da 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 da, you know, yeah. <laughs> kick him over there, right? So. Didn't I tell you? I, I, I say, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he's good, yeah, you know. I mean, I, yeah, what do you say, right? So, but the funny, the funny thing is, the last, the last act was a, uh, was a, a magician. So the kid comes out with his hand, and so on. He goes, musical will be provided by so and so. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the kid's trying to get the trying to get the bird to come up between his hands and there's a kid in between do, 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 do. Oh, <laughs> and then he, he would go he would go loud and then he'd come in very soft like when <laughs> when the suspense the suspense came up there he'd come up do, 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 do. Oh, and then when the bird goodness. flies out he'd go do, 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 do. <laughs> oh my that's hilarious <laughs> yep he's fantastic and of course the poor kid just listening to that stuff I thought it was pretty funny. I got a black and blue for my wife. Then the car. Right? <laughs> yeah. She my leg to be quiet. So 
what a um a couple try to try to grab a couple this is going to be hard I, I it's hard for me to do and i've only been teaching 26 years so it's got to be tough for you to do but i want you to pick a couple of your top musical moments and it it can be teaching or performing or anything well let's see i got a couple i don't know i think the biggest one that i will always remember which was pretty hairy stuff. Um, being able to play with Maynard Ferguson, my whole band, with him playing lead trumpet on Gonna Fly Now. Poor Sean Noonan, he's the only one who he, he, he just wanted his drummer. That's okay, he gave him a, he let him play something. With Maynard playing the lead part, and the kids played here. Yeah, that was insane. I was there. Yeah, were you really? Yep. And then the other one was doing Hey Jude under the Eiffel Tower. In wow, 19, you traveled to Paris? Yeah, <laughs> in, 19, wow. in 1977, we, there was this organization that was led by this gentleman from Texas A&I, and they picked four bands, one from, middle, one from the eastern, one from the north, south, and four to travel Europe for two and a half weeks. So at that time, we were pretty like, really going pretty well. And they called me up. We had to raise funds. It was part of here. But boy, the idea that what we did, where we played, I mean, uh, I got some I got some stuff that, um, that we did, some beautiful cities and so on. But we did Hey Jude. We gave a concert under the Eiffel Tower. And then we had people, you know how the, the you know, Ken would put the trumpets up. Kids would go out there, and you had all these people surrounding, you know, surrounding you uh, up here. And then we had everybody. Da, 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 da. And you talk about back in the, those days of the airline. <clears throat> the airlines had no problem bringing two complete drum sets for nothing. Tom, yeah. for nothing, two complete yeah. drum sets uh, up uh, up there. That was that was uh, was great. Our first gold medal with the jazz band in Toronto by the Performing Arts Abroad. Back in those days, there was some really good stuff. When you got the medal from them, you, you know, you knew. From where? What was this? Performing Arts Abroad. Okay. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It was back in those days. They were pretty strong. And as a matter of fact, I'll tell you, strong they are. They took all the people that went with them to interlocking, paid for the flight, we had a we had sessions. I had a session into Dave Baker, the bass player, was doing a whole clinic. You know, I learned more from him about jazz in about a half an hour than we spent five five days, and he paid for everything. That was that was insane. But when you won something from this organization, you can you could take that that your band is good. I don't know how how much you can say today about a lot of these. You know, where you go to these places in superior rating, and you know you're the only band there, and, and you know, there's no, you know, I, I, you know, I mean, I know we want all the kids to feel good, but it's, and I think it's even gotten down into some of the local stuff out there. Every, everybody gets a winner, but so the, so the kids play the way they are, and you think over there. So, but they, they, the gold medal was only given to one person or one group, no matter how many they were there. I thought that was just uh, a, 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 an insane thing. Um, we we did a trip. On a ship to Bermuda, and uh, we performed in Bermuda live on a ship as, as a performers, and uh, 
the captain gave, gave us gave me a bottle of, a case of champagne if I would play uh, anchors away while they were pulling out of the thing because he had a he, he, he had a, a bet with the other ship you know because they had we had so we stood up up there that and and then we did hey Jude over there and the kids were like all over the place in the middle of this this ship line here um those those I mean that 93 concert. I, I just sat there for a long time, and I still do that today. How the heck did we play all our music in that level of the difficulty at only Thursday nights was the jazz band rehearsal. You can call, you know, you know all those guys. You can tell them, I, you know, we might have an extra one the day before, somebody just to come right through it, but they went home, they practiced. That was an insane program. That was just, a, and, and, and having the guess that I did. Um, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to miss, but I think those are, are really. Yeah, I mean, really, I'm always curious about that. Just to, uh, like up there, the, so the many shrill, different ones that come yeah, out. Yeah, we yeah. had we had quite a quite, quite a thing here. I think bringing, you know, bringing the stars. You know, I keep on telling the girl to play piano. I said, Count Basie play the thing. Stan can play that piano. You know that, because you don't know who it is until right. I tell them. Like that. <laughs> um, I think that was. Um, what was a strong was a real strong strong things that I I, I I might be missing I don't know if I'd be missing something but I I thought those were the ones especially with and that includes a concert band too I think the concert band the wind ensemble some of the places that we 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 have gone in the comments you know that uh, we, we went to um we went to Washington and we in West Virginia or something like that we went to Washington one of the judges was up there and we were doing Candide and uh, was Candide and Festival Overture by Shostakovich. Mm. Okay, and it had a sax section and a clarinet section. The guy came over after we're done because he didn't want to feel it. And so on. he says, See the clarinets right there? You tell him anybody wants to go to the college, I'll pay him. I said, Give him all, 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 all the scholarships. They were just un- unbelievable. And the guy and the guy said, Well, Vinnie, you're either got a Damn good band, or you're crazy. That's what the guy, one of the guys, said to me. Yeah, and it was '98. That was '98. Was a really uh, good, and I, I think those things were, were fantastic. Uh, that uh, the performance that we and we we still up up to the end. We played difficult stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, and, and I got And I think I can close up the greatest thing that he had been able to share all that with kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, right. You know, I mean, all that's, with the kids and, and the letters. I still have, yeah. I, I mean, I only taught high school band for eight years, you know, like, and and I, I still, you know, get Facebook messages yeah. or yeah. random messages from kids, and they'll send me like, "Hey, I heard this this chart, you know, I listened to this on Spotify, you know, this is on Kenton seventy six album, or this was, you know, okay. this was on uh, the the." the Basie Straight Ahead album, you know, or like, you know, oh, I, I love this concert band, this Frank to Kelly piece or this, you know, you know, folk song suite or whatever. And they <laughs> send, they'll send me a recording of it. Just like they ran across it on something and they'll be like, oh, and they'll, or they'll send me a picture from like a band trip that we did. And it's like, it's so funny. That is one thing I sort of miss about. I don't get a lot of that as a fifth and sixth grade teacher nowadays. Yeah. I will say I, I miss a little bit of that. You know, I do take a lot of pride in seeing them, knowing that I had them, and now they're having that experience at the high school. I know I had something to do with that, even though 
even though I, I'm not there really doing it with them at that time. But yeah, yeah, it's funny. Do uh, last question. What what's what's uh what's on your radio when you you listen to music? What what are you listening to? If you're anything like me, it's very varied. But oh yeah, no, I never was. I never. I would never been someone that was stuck on something. Um, uh, actually, I I was a cl- I was a more of a classical player. I mean, I always wanted to perform in an orchestra. Um, I, you know, I really did. I and then of course I fell in love with uh, big bands and and the jazz. So by Doing all that, I think that I be- eventually I became a better teacher. That I had a an idea that this is how you play Beethoven, Mozart, which I did, and this is how you play lead trumpet and so on, which which I did for many for, for many things, to a brass quintets, to yeah, I listened to the Beatles and ABBA. Yeah, I mean, I mean, entertaining, but uh, um, I'm not a small group type of guy, um, bebops and stuff like that. Uh, I like melodic stuff as as much as possible. Uh, I love the big bands because I, I'll tell you, the one tune <laughs> that you can play in front of third graders and you can play in front of adults and so on, when you put Sing, Sing, Sing on, everybody loves it. Everybody loves it because <laughs> it is a tune. You know what I mean? And I, uh, some of the other stuff. But that's that's here. And sometimes I'll, uh, I'll put some of the recordings that, you know, they, they, I'm trying to. I got, I got, I got so much stuff in that room. I'm trying to do a studio in there. I got so much recordings of all the things that we did. I, uh, you know, I listened to that guys and I just, just listen to her. Mm. Some of the things that the kids did. Uh, yeah, but you know, I, I, I dig Mahler, and you know, yeah. and I, I, you know, I, I really like the class. The classical trumpet player to me is the <clears throat> everybody's you know, the high notes. I love that, but that's not the end of a trumpet playing. I remember, I remember Jay Sullenberger with uh, lead trumpet player for Woody Herman. Actually, he was the guy that introduced Shilkies around this area. He's you know, over here. And his kid who was cocky. What a great way to kill a cocky kid, right? He's coming over there, and then uh, uh, he kick comes over, and he said, uh, "Oh, Jay, uh, this is our first trumpet player." And the kid goes, "Yeah," he says you know, like I, he was he didn't study with me. He this is guy. He did not study with me. Okay, first of all, he wouldn't be having. He looked like a bullfrog coming coming out there, and he said, "Yeah." So Jay looks. I gotta do the screech and all stuff. So Jay looks at him and goes, "Really? That's great." He goes, "Now go learn how to play the trumpet." <laughs> yeah. That was the best thing that the kid, you know, he finally he's now a professor at, at you know, believe it or not, I gotta call a professor at uh, Penn, Penn State. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I gotta call you professor. Yeah. You know. I remember Alan Wise stayed at my house when I was in oh, high really? school. You know, and he was on Maynard's band and, you know, and I was just this young, stupid kid, you know, trying to play high notes and he'd be like, his big thing was like, learn, learn your Clark exercises. Yes. How about that? You know, it was like, <laughs> and he was totally right. It was told, he was absolutely correct. Yeah. I need to learn my Clark exercises. Well, John Dante, <laughs> yeah, John Dante, this kid, John, that he's a, he's a kid that, uh, that's a, is uh, with the Singapore Symphony, you know, that started here. He went to BU, and I had him. He's a kid that, you know, Major Molani, who's teaching. Oh, the other thing before I want to mention, uh, before I forget, I had some excellent teachers that worked with me in the middle school, and that is a huge, huge, huge advantage where you're going to have a good band or not. It's imperative that you have, I mean, I have Bobby Ferranti, 
you know, okay, Andy Milani, you know, just to you know, to, to 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 mention a guy, um, you know, um, but those those were the sta- the staple of the guys that that they really were all in together of good stuff, good sounding, you know, and good private teachers, not necessarily big names. Sometimes you get the giggers; they don't know how to teach. You bring somebody over there. Uh, Andy Molani was, um, you know, he was he was a good player. He was a good teacher, and so on, and shy, and so on. He put more people in district than the giggers did, but on on saxophone. I mean, Bobby Ferranti's father uh, was teaching for, for, for me sax, a clarinet. Uh, Myron Thomas was taught, was taught taught for me trombone. All not great professional players, but great teachers. You know, yeah. so that was a thing that I really want. And then once I took over, it really helped. But I don't want to go on with say that it was all one person. It's a team. And if you got the team correctly, well, you can take a local stuff like in Foxbar. Okay. And it's a small school. But when you got a guy like George Murphy, okay, Unbelievable. as your secondary, as your secondary teacher and you got crazy Steve up there. Okay. But Steve also goes into the elementary schools and teaching. You got this constant uh. feeding, and you're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for anybody else. You know, you got these other people here who, you know, today it's it's just not like that. You get somebody that, or three teachers that all think about the same. You know, Tom Tom Helleran. You know, um, he was in Belmont, right? Yeah. I mean. His junior high, he was doing grade three and a half, four with his junior high kids up up there. So uh, the guy that went the high school. Con- Concord Carlisle, right? Concord Carlisle. Yeah, Concord Carlisle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The yep. guy, um, and I, he escapes me up there, Del, El Dentino, El Dentino. Man, Dentino says, geez, you know, I got this feeding system. Yeah. I mean, he's doing pageant in the, in the seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. <laughs> and so it makes it easy for the top. Yeah. So that is a, that is a huge thing. That middle, which I call that. You have the roots, you got that stem, and then you got that flower. Yeah. And if the roots is growing and that stem doesn't go, you know, it's like this, that flower will never come yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I kind of wanted to, you know, to really, that you, that's an extreme. I've been, I was really lucky of hiring people and dedicate, very dedicated people, uh, you know, to, 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 to that thing up there as we, we're going. Yeah. Well, hey, Vinny. I really appreciate this, oh, man. I had a ball. Are you kidding me? I, I, so I, I love chatting with you. Every time I chat with you, I look forward to districts every time we get there and yeah, just chatting. And, and uh, well, thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Anytime, Tom. Thanks for listening to the Everything Music Ed podcast. Be sure to check out future episodes as we talk to other educators from different teaching environments and cover areas of instruction such as concert band, jazz band, marching band, chorus, orchestra, general music, music tech, special needs, and much more. The theme music for the Everything Music Ed podcast is Jig, composed and arranged by Wally Minko. Jig is performed by Wayne Bergeron and can be found on his album, Full Circle. The Everything Music Ed podcast logo was created by Sarah Goulart.